supervision and how to find the best supervisor. If you listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and would like to leave me a review, that would be a really big help. So grab a cuppa, let's get started. Hello everyone, good afternoon. I'm coming to you from a very sunny room today. It is boiling in here, but it's lovely to have you um, alongside me today. And I hope you're all okay. The weather here has been absolutely amazing. And I hope you've also had some great weather where you've been. Doesn't it make everybody feel so much better just to have some sun? And and I don't know about you, but I hate coats. (laughs) So it's lovely to be able to go outside and not worry about having to take a coat with me. So doesn't that say a lot about the simple pleasures in life sometimes? It's nice just to go off and not have to think about taking jackets and jumpers and and is it okay to wear socks or can I go open toe? (laughs) So there's so much that kind of um, comes with the weather, isn't there? But again, what a British thing to start talking about, isn't it? (laughs) Anyway, I thought today I would talk about something that is I think so incredibly important and it's one of my favourite subjects. It is supervision. I love talking about supervision. <laughs> it's it's just so interesting to me and it's so important. I just so I think some people underestimate the importance of supervision. So I just thought today I would talk about a smaller part of supervision in a way because it's a massive subject to cover in one episode. I think I'm going to need a few to sort of get through this. But one thing I wanted to talk about is how do you go about finding the best supervisor for you, the right person, the person that you're going to be able to connect with. So I thought that that might be really helpful to some of you, especially those that are just starting out on placement and are needing to find a supervisor of your own. Because I'm aware that so many placements these days don't offer supervision or don't offer enough supervision and students find themselves needing to go off and look for somebody, you know, pay somebody privately. So I thought that might really help you out. And for any of you people that have started your your counselling training road um, and you maybe you're on level three or level two and you're still looking at, at what you're going to do that feels to me as if knowing about supervision and understanding what you might need it to be for the future that feels to me like that could also be really helpful so that you can understand yeah, what do I need from a supervisor? It's those sorts of questions, isn't it? What would I like my supervisor to be like? So I thought that we'd just take some time to chat about that today. And um, I'll just share with you my thoughts and feelings about it. And these are just my personal opinions. Everyone's got their own opinion about supervision. And so I thought there that I would just share mine and my sort of experience of it. So let's make a start on that then. So the first thing is you might be wondering if you haven't got too far down your counselling journey, you might be wondering, well, why do we have to have supervision in the first place? Now, this is such a big topic. It covers just so much. But ultimately, it's talking to another qualified therapist about the people that you work with, 
about your own process, about anything personal that it's kind of pressing the buttons for, celebrating the things that you've done really well, for talking about the things that you may not have done so well or you may feel as if you haven't done very well at. It's about exploring the clients and helping you to understand that bigger picture, what might be going on for that client, how things might piece together. So it's like having another pair of ears, really, somebody else that's neutral that says, well, actually, have you thought about it like that? Or that reminds me of something when you talk like that. That client reminds me of this. So there's lots of connections that may be made from that. There's, of course, lots around recognising ethical concerns and ethical issues and recognising that the therapist, i.e. you in this case, is working in, in an ethical and safe way with clients, which I'm sure you all will be. But it is an important part of supervision to check in on that and to think about it. I always think, and I always say this to all of my supervisees, I would love for you to be able to bring every aspect into the supervision. I'd love for you to be able to tell me about the things that you think have gone really well. I'd love for you to tell me about the things that you've really struggled with. And I always say to supervisees, I want it kind of warts and all, which is a disgusting phrase, isn't it? But about being able to bring every aspect of it, everything, and share it in a real honest way, but not with fear of judgment. You know, you need to find somebody that's not going to judge you, that you can just say, oh, I just, I didn't understand this, or I wasn't sure about this client, or I felt uncomfortable doing this. All of those things that are really difficult, it's about being really honest and open with your supervisor and having that real space where you can say, help, help, I've done this and I didn't know if it's the right thing to say now I've said it or I said this and the client reacted like that and I'm not sure now. You know, it's about bringing all of that stuff and having that safe space to be able to take it. So I think that it's extremely important. Now, when you think about supervision, you might think about how it's all weighted towards the client and how it's weighted towards what's happening for the client and telling the client's story. And of course, you know, a large part of supervision is about that. But I really believe, and I really believe this passionately, that actually it's also really important to check in with your stuff, the things that are going on in your personal world and how they might impact your work with clients how you're managing your time, for example, you know, how you're looking after yourself. Are you giving yourself enough self-care to resource yourself to do this sort of work? So it's really about every aspect of your work and you are in the room with the client. So you're just as important. In my mind, you're just as important. You're the person that's working with them. It's important that every aspect of that is covered and some say supervision sessions you won't cover every aspect of course you can't but it's about having that awareness of well this is what I need to bring today or the client said this to me the other day and it really I had a sense of something it reminded me of something from my life and then you can explore that with your supervisor you can say that that really brought up a difficult feeling for me for example so personal issues are not kind of a swear word as far as supervision is concerned. They are just as important. So it's not all about the client. It's about you and your relationship with them and the process and how some of that might, might impact on you personally or how some of your personal experiences 
or personal life issues might impact on your work with that client. I hope all of that kind of falls together properly when I say it like that. When you think about what you need in a supervisor, I think in an ideal world, you would want somebody that encompasses all of those things. But I think is what happens is students believe they need certain things in a supervisor, such as specific experience with certain types of issues, for example. And you can be left feeling that if you're working for an agency that works with a particular issue and you might think, well, I need a supervisor that that specialises in that issue in some way. You might wonder, well, I'm a female, so do I work with a female supervisor or would I prefer to have a, a male supervisor? And then the other thing that you might think about is, well, do I want to see my supervisor on Zoom or do I really need a face-to-face kind of contact? And you might think about price, understandably so. You know, the whole training thing is is expensive, isn't it? (laughs) Really expensive, actually. And supervision costs on top of that can soon mount up. So I I could absolutely understand why price is also a factor. So you might think that those are the sorts of things that you're thinking about when you're looking for a supervisor. What about if we took all of those practical things away for a moment? And let me share with you what I think supervisors should or could supply to student counsellors. And in fact, all counsellors really, not just students, but everybody moving forward. I think that it'd be really lovely to have a space where student counsellors, fully experienced counsellors, any therapist working can bring every aspect of their work, as I was saying just now, so bringing the good and the bad, into a space where it feels caring and warm and supportive. And I always say that I want supervisees in an ideal world to walk back out of supervision feeling a little bit lighter than they were when they came in, so feeling a little bit freer feeling as if they've been able to put to bed some of these things, really feeling that sense of holding something and being able to say, oh, that feels good to let go of that now. It feels good to explore it and be able to put that to bed for a moment. You want to be able to feel that warmth from the person that you're working with, feel that they've got you, they're that net beneath you. It's okay then if you say, look, I've messed up, I've done something and I think I've messed this up, or... I've done something and I really want to learn from this. So what can I do differently? Or for them to say, wow, it sounds like you're doing great work, but but have you thought about trying it like this? I hear that you're saying that you did this and I'm wondering why, wonder what was happening for you at that time. Those sorts of questions feel so important, don't they? That's about you really exploring what's going on but doing it in a space where it feels safe and supportive and and that you can say anything to the person that you're talking to. You can tell them anything in the world and that feels safe enough. That would be the ideal, I think. Um, I think that would be the cherry on the top of the cake, if that makes sense to you all. I also think in a supervisor, it's good to have somebody that's really interested in you and interested in how you are and how you're doing as a person, not just as a counsellor, but how you're doing as a person, how you're feeling about things. Are you finding this all a bit too much at the moment? How are you managing to cope with it all? Those sorts of questions. I think that that is is really important because 
You're the person that's sitting with the client and facilitating their work and supporting them, not judging them and giving them all that empathy and understanding. So you're a really important part of that process. And I think that supervisors need to take care of that and need to nurture the supervisee in that. The other thing that I think is really kind of key is that they help to build your confidence. They're a person that that can really build you and help to build it because I hear so frequently about how people struggle with feeling confident and feeling good enough. And I've made a couple of podcasts on that, actually. And the most recent episode was about self-confidence and how to build that for yourself. But supervision plays a really big part in that, a really big part in building your confidence, helping you to understand what you are doing amazingly at and celebrating that with you. You know, isn't it lovely that you can celebrate a success that you might have had or, or a client saying thank you for all of your help and celebrate that something has worked really, really well and be able to say, I did this with this client. I took a real risk or I took a gamble and it really paid off. We are now in a really a different phase of our work together. And to really celebrate that with your supervisor, because there's nobody else that you can take it to. You can't really take it to somebody that you live with or friends because of confidentiality. So you need to have a space where you can be really free to say whatever you need to say knowing that it's still a confidential space, but sharing it in that very safe environment. That is such an important bit of it. The other thing that I always really value in supervision for myself is looking at things in a different way and having a supervisor that is not afraid to challenge that, not afraid to challenge me and say, oh, maybe you could do this or what about using this intervention another time? I wonder why you chose to do it like that. Those sorts of questions can be really, really helpful. And I really relish that, you know, as I've got more confident and as I've built my own sort of self-worth, I suppose, as I've gone through, I really enjoy and revel in being able to challenge myself, but also for my supervisor to challenge me and helps me to grow further. But that's something which comes in time because you guys are all going through a huge growth process right now with everything that you're learning and everything that you're you're implementing. So in time, it'd be good for you to be with a supervisor that will challenge you, that will sometimes bring something up that might feel uncomfortable. But if you feel safe enough with a supervisor to say, oh, that's a really uncomfortable concept or I'm not sure about how I feel, then that feels to me like it's a really positive thing to work through. Really positive to be able to say, oh, that felt really uncomfortable when you said that and I wonder why. So it's about exploration. It's about celebrating. It's about working through and supporting those really difficult things that happen. And of course, it's about knowing that the supervisor that you're using is available to you in between your supervision sessions. You know, most people have supervision once once a month and then it's a long four or five weeks, isn't it, when you're working with people and you don't have anywhere to share how you're feeling. It's a long time and sometimes things happen where you're concerned about a client or, or they don't turn up and you're not sure what to do or something they say leaves you feeling uncomfortable or you're worried about their safety and all of those sorts of things. 
it's fairly rare, but there are still times when we, as, as therapists, need to be able to reach out to our supervisor outside of our supervision hours. And so knowing that you've got a supervisor that actively encourages you to do that, they're there with the net underneath you. And if you're worried about a client or, or really concerned or you've got some sort of emergency, that you can get in contact with them and that will be OK, even if it's not supervision time. It is about finding that person that's really relatable and approachable and works in a way that's perhaps similar to you. It doesn't need to be exactly, but they work in a similar way. They understand the way that you work. But I think the most important thing of all is realising that you need to be with a person that is going to accept you and build you up and help you to feel good about what you're doing. And also where you feel safe enough to take those real real difficult things to them. So when you start to think about a supervisor and you're worried about, well, do I need it to be male or female? Or you're worried about, well, do they need to have specific experience with the issues I'm going to be working with? I would invite you to, in fact, think more about those really core personal things that you need, such as support such as a space to celebrate with them, such as help being available between sessions, all of those sorts of really relational things that are really supportive. And feel free to ask them, you know, if I have an issue in between sessions, will you be available to me? If I do something that I'm not sure about, is it safe for me to bring this here? Also, I think it's really important to let supervisors know when you meet them, if you are feeling underconfident about something, you know, if you say I'm, I'm underconfident in my practice and I really would like help in building my confidence, let them know that. Let them know that that's something that you need help with. Because if we go in pretending that we're OK and pretending that we're all, we can do it all, then they might not give you the help that you need. So taking that vulnerability into the space, I think, is really, really important. Um, and, and again, a real key part of supervision. There is a real vulnerability in talking about it in that way. I hope that gives you all some food for thought on supervision and I know that that was a a, quite a quick rundown really of what my thoughts are on choosing the right supervisor for you. As I said before I think there will be lots of episodes that I will do on supervision because it's such a big topic it's not just something which we can cover in 20 minutes but this feels to me like finding the right person is a really good starting point for you. You know, and if you've got to speak to more than one, you know, see whether they'll they'll do like a free introductory session or whether they will allow a phone call to talk through some of what you're looking for. Why not see more than one or two or three and get a feeling for them? You know, do I like them? Do they feel warm and comforting to me? Do I feel like I'm equal to them? You know, together we're colleagues working. Do I feel like I get that from them? So if you can find a a supervisor and a person that that fulfills that for you, then great. But sometimes you've got to try out a few. And I don't mean chop supervisors and chop and change every two minutes. But certainly it's about being able to say, I need to speak to, you know, to a few and, and get an idea and a feeling for them before I commit to it. So I really hope that that has been helpful to you. And if you have any comments or any thoughts and be interesting to hear about your own supervision journey, if you've started it already, or let me know if you're starting to think about finding a supervisor, you can come and connect with me in various places. But 
most people seem to be finding me on Facebook and on Twitter right now. Have the best week, everybody. I've got quite an exciting episode coming next week. Hopefully, it will be a guest with me. And I am absolutely buzzing for it. I'm really, really excited. And I I hope that you all enjoy. I hope this episode has also been helpful to you. So thanks for joining me today. It's been great to have you with me. If you want to strike up a conversation or ask any questions, let me know about your own training. Please come and find me on Facebook. Details will be in the show notes below. And don't forget, please help me out and help me by sharing too. Have a great week. Looking forward to creating something new for next time. Thank you.